And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 108 today. Uh, we're going to be talking about meditation techniques and visionary thinking. Uh, you can check us out at patreon.com, patreon.com uh, slash Mike and Maurice. Uh, for $2 a month, you will get exclusive interviews and content. Uh, you can also check us out at Mike and Maurice mindescape.com. Uh, like our, uh, all of our pages on social media and, um, Please uh, leave us a nice review on Apple iTunes if you're listening on there or whatever format you're listening to. And if you are watching this on YouTube right now, please subscribe to our channel. What's going on, Maurice? Not much. What's the good word? <clears throat> Nothing. I just thought that uh, I've been getting emails and stuff because in past episodes I've talked about how I meditate and there's different types of meditation techniques and what they all there's there's different ways of going about it with different results um right so i thought that uh i thought that we could uh go over what i do um when i meditate and then versus ancient techniques and um all the different techniques that are out there i mean there's so many but we'll cover as many as we can uh, so uh yeah do do you you don't have you ever meditated or no? I have a couple of times. I have a real problem trying shutting my brain off. So maybe some of these techniques I can start implementing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I mean that's why we're doing this. And uh, again, shout out to everybody that's been asking and sending emails and stuff. So uh, let's jump into it. All right. So this is again we're going we'll start off this is my own personal technique this is what I do um to get to the places I need to get to doesn't work for everybody we'll go over some other ones too so people have kind of a general base of what's going on but uh so yeah this Wasn't is, this brought to you by our grandfather So or a little bit of, of background part of it so uh our grandfather was kind of like a visionary inventor he invented a lot of uh technical technological uh stuff and advancements uh having to do with like cable tv and um the sensors that used to open doors that were microwave based um mm -hmm. so again this is based on some of his n notes and stuff that i've figured out myself and things that work for me personally so <clears throat> so this was gonna sound weird but yeah take a shower or freshen up so if you wake up and you're gonna meditate uh, I like to take a shower or at least uh, spritz myself up a little, maybe wash my face, something like that. Uh, it just wakes you up a little bit more and um, at the same time it has a, a calming effect. Obviously, when you take a shower, you, you get out of there, you're relaxed, you're calm. So that, that definitely helps to get to that place um, in your mind. Uh, so that, that would be the first step. Get clean, <clears throat> baby. Uh, have an empty stomach fast or be in a ketogenic state. Um, so this one isn't 100% necessary, but if you're digesting food, I think it's probably a little bit harder because your body's working hard to digest that food. So again, um, in the morning time, if you haven't eaten yet, it's a good time to do it or late at night before you go to bed. 
if you do it late at night before you go to bed, it's going to be hard to not fall asleep because you're going to be so relaxed, which might not be a bad thing if you have trouble sleeping. So I guess it just depends on um, the situation. But yeah, or, or let's say you went through work all day and actually didn't eat anything, maybe coming home and meditating for a little bit before getting a snack or eating dinner, whatever the case may be, uh, might be a good good way to do that. Um, this is just a suggestion, but cutting off uh, coffee, sugar, cutting those out of your diet are helpful. Um, obviously, coffee... I don't know. It makes my mind race. I don't know about anybody. Well, else. cheers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you go. You can't see me, but yeah, ding, no, I, ding. yeah. We got the the slideshow, but yeah, Maurice is drinking a nice big old coffee, uh, cup of coffee there. But uh, triple okay. shot espresso. There you go. But so again, personally, it makes my mind race. It makes actually makes coffee makes my anxiety bad. Um, uh-huh. I know I know people respond to these things differently, but coffee and sugar. Are, are just going to be harder to help you reach that like peaceful state of mind. So, well, they're definitely uh, messing around with the microbes in your body. So, yeah. So again, that's just especially sugar. That's just my opinion, not necessary. That's just a little side note. No, it makes sense. Coffee is the antithesis of of being relaxed. So, if you're trying to achieve relaxation, then that makes total sense. Right. Uh, find a quiet room and dimly lit room. Uh, I prefer complete or total darkness, but it's not necessary. So when I do it in the morning, I close the drapes and lay on top of my bed in darkness. Um, but you know, kind of propped up a little bit, almost like you're in a hospital bed. That's the way I do it. You can do it on a couch. Again, this is just the way I do it. We'll go into the other techniques. Most people think of meditation. They think of sitting cross-legged and, um, chanting a mantra that is a form of meditation and we'll get into that but this again these are just my techniques so uh, find a quiet or dimly lit room Um, even turning the lights off if you're in like an office or something where there's still some external light it's not the worst thing in the world so okay yeah I'm actually thinking the mantra stuff might be more up my alley because I need to shut my brain off I think if you repeat things because you concentrate on the repetition then right. it helps you unwind a little bit but we'll get into that in a little bit folks <laughs> um okay yes yeah. so four would be stretch so yeah just get it you don't have to get crazy with it but stretch out your arms stretch out your legs um the reason why i do it is when i lay down to meditate uh you don't want to have any sort of like tightness or tautness or um any twitching or anything that'll take attention away from um you know your goal of uh being peaceful so right right so okay so again um this is what i was talking about you can either you can sit you can do what i'm talking about sit cross-legged too uh, comfortably or lie down the people that do like uh, buddhist meditation or hindu meditation uh, they, or whatever the Vedanta, whatever they're practicing, um, a lot of those people will sit cross-legged either, um, some, some of them in the sun or whatever. Again, me sitting in the dark is just something that I found that helps. And it has to be, it's tailored to the type of meditation that I'm doing, which will go over the different types and, and what they are, but this is just what I do. Yeah, we got that, bro. Um, 
it is not it is not necessary but you can implement essential oils if you know what i'm saying um yeah if you want to take a uh, a little smell off of an essential oil or maybe a little rip off some sort of um essential, <laughs> yeah some herbs or whatever the case may be um it's it's up it's up to you obviously but uh sometimes breaking uh if you're if you're trying to get into meditation i should say let's say you're having a tough time um having like extra little things to help you get there uh might be nice in the beginning in terms of uh whether you're using essential oils or let's say you take a couple hits off a pipe or whatever the case may be um it just it it's going to help you get to that place faster in my opinion um i actually i like frankincense to taking a little whiff of some frankincense before I do it, give you that nice. Yeah, you know, everybody, everybody's different. I know if I smoke uh, herbs, it, it actually gets me really thinking, and it actually makes me pretty, pretty hyper in a sense. Yeah, so, so that might not again, be my, it just depends. And maybe, maybe that has more to do with the type too. If you take a hit off of a sativa, right, then it, it might have you give you that more uplifting jittery feeling if it's the indica it might be more of a better a better um a selection for the process yes um so i suggest either finding a mantra to chant or listen to certain frequencies i personally listen to um 528 hertz or 432 hertz uh you can find they they're all over youtube um I'll put actually I'll put the link to the one I listened to underneath this video after we're done too, so people can check that out if they're interested. But again, it's just something to help you uh, get to that place. Um, some people listen to binaural beats, um, which are a certain frequency range that again some people it helps induce like out of body experiences, and some people that uh, say they astral project stuff like that. So yeah. Well, it gets back to the concept of that we're all just vibrations, so tuning into those frequencies, I definitely can see how they would, that would help. A lot of people chant Om. Om is like the most um, ancient, uh, what do they say? It's the most ancient uh, noise. It's like a, um, an amalgamation of all the tones or something along those lines. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, again... Some people have personal mantras. They don't tell anybody. If you've seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, Larry gives uh, Richard Lewis his uh, mantra <laughs> and, then and then takes it back. That's pretty yeah. funny. All right. So, and then this, this one's important. So, lightly close your eyes so your eyelids barely cover your whole eye. Um, most people, I, I feel like, this is a tough one. I think this is why people get tripped up on meditation, in my opinion, is the closing of the eye thing in this regard. So when you close your eyes and they barely cover, you have to focus on keeping your eyelids still because it's so used to going up and down over however, whatever the, um, the intervals of you blinking are that, uh -huh. you again, you have to like kind of retrain yourself. So when you meditate, you're training yourself to like focus on being still and being in the moment and all that stuff. But with your eyelids, you're going to want to open your eyes. You're going to want to look around. Um, when somebody tells you, let's, let's put it this way. What is What do you do when somebody tells you to close your eyes? You want to open them as soon as possible. It's not something that, um, yeah, I know sometimes it's like a surprise or something like that, but most people are just dying to open up their eyes again. And it's just, that's how we live our 
day-to-day reality. So um, besides going to sleep and being tired. So you have to train yourself to keep your eyes closed. In my opinion, this is based on my experience. So I think from talking to other people um, in my office and other places, people that meditate or have tried to meditate that didn't really have success, um, it usually comes down to either like an ADD thing or they couldn't keep their eyes closed or they couldn't focus. And that usually has to do with um, how much light you're getting in and stuff like that. Yeah, it's also in today's society probably way worse with the screens, the Facebooks, oh, yeah. all the computers and, oh, yeah. and phones and stuff like that. Yeah, you make a great point there too. Your how many times do you want to just like pick up your phone every couple? I'm minutes? about to break it, man. <laughs> I, I got to get off this thing. It, it, it you know, it, it kind of isn't. It sucks because I do a lot of work through that those things, and it's. I was just talking to my photographer friend yesterday. Facebook's it's like a necessary evil, but. Then you just keep getting into this cycle of checking it, and then before you go to bed, you're looking at it. And well, that's been it's just not suggested good for that. too. Uh, that having it next to your bed as you fall asleep helps, or it it actually gets you. Um, you're more likely to like pick it up and look at it in the middle of the night, or not yeah. get like a full night's rest, like stuff like that. So they've actually done studies on that. So. Uh, again, maybe turn off your phone. And for sure, if you're going to meditate, I suggest turning off your phone unless you're waiting for something specific or it's it's an emergency or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, I recommend at least turning off the ringer or something along or those lines. Or getting it out of the vicinity of your Yeah. You don't, want, area. You, you don't want any distractions. So when I say, you know, barely uh, cover your eyelids, again, you have to, like, work at that and practice that and, and keep that. You don't want to, like, squeeze your eyes closed either um, when you do it. That, cause you you want to relax. Right. So, it's so all it's, about gentle. It's all about, yeah, relaxation and um, kind of removing the the, uh, the external factors around you. Is it is it possible to meditate with your eyes open? Oh, is, I'm sure, yeah. Any... Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get to that in a little bit yeah. here, but... No, that one we're not because you said that, so... Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, number nine, slowly start to reduce your speed of thought until you are relaxed. So when I first start to lay there... Um, you want to start, you want to like slowly kind of peel it back a little bit. So if normally my mind's racing on a, on a day-to-day basis because of my own anxieties and OCD and stuff like that. So my mind's always racing. So that's why meditation has been super helpful to me also. Uh, it helps you relax, but it also like calms your anxiety and it calms your nerves. Um, so when you start to like fade out a little bit, again, just start to slowly reduce this, the speed of your thoughts. So what about this? What about this? What, you know, like, oh, okay. The, you know, just start to slowly wind down if you can. I know it sounds um, basic, but it's actually not. Um, oh, it's very hard. I, I have trouble with that. That's the biggest thing that I struggle with. Right. And again, it's a lot easier said than done, but I think, you know, after you do it a couple of times or many times, it becomes easier. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so try not to think and try to just be. And again, that one sounds basic uh, as well. But So when you get to the point where you're slowing your thoughts down, try not to think. And if something pops in your head, whatever, that's fine. Um, I think people have this misconception of meditation that you're just going to go blank and there's gonna, it's going to be complete nothingness or oneness. And it, to be honest with you, those are that's almost the higher level. That's what you want to achieve, but you have to like work at it like anything else. Meditation is a practice. Um, 
and like anything else you have to hone in your skills and you have to work at it so it's not going to come easy and it's not something you can do a couple times and it's 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 going to be gravy from there you have to keep practicing at it like anything else in life so um yeah try not to think and just be okay and then finally um at this point i've i've gone into meditation like deep states for an hour a couple hours sometimes um if you get to that point, you start to see some sort of like lights or energy around you if your your eyes are closed. So if I was taking a psychedelic, I would say, oh, maybe I'm having closed eye visuals. But um, in reality, I don't know. I don't, I've talked to a couple people about this, too. They don't really they've other people have experienced this. They don't know what it is either. But there's these lights and like energy that starts like pulsate that you can almost feel and see like come down to your body um and i know that kind of sounds like woo woo but it, it's not i've experienced it many times i don't know if there's a scientific explanation of it i've looked i haven't seen anything but um maybe again, something we should investigate more into. yeah again talking with other people other people have definitely felt and experienced this um and it's it's when you get to the deeper states of it i what happens when i do this like almost like these spotlights or these lights come down sometimes these balls of light and you just focus on them and they kind of lead you places um and uh, i know the idea of meditation is to again calm your thoughts and just be um so this is where my um type of meditation differs from like let's say like a, a buddhist meditation because i'm actually focusing my thoughts on certain things so when i get to this deep state and i do experience these things I focus then on things in my life, whether it be my relationship or, uh, or my relationships or my, um, what I'm trying to achieve creatively or just think outside the box, maybe come up with a good idea, things, things like that. So that's where, when I get to that state, I feel like I have the most success coming up with things. So. And, uh, that's pretty much it. So again, this type of meditation I would correlate to, which is my meditation or my form of meditation, I would correlate to directed, active, or focused meditation. Um, so visionary thinkers like Tesla, inventors, and su successful people all use meditation. Um, different types, but Tesla had a specific type where he would do thought experiments in his head. So he could build parts to machines and put machines together in his head and come up with like these ideas and obviously we know tesla is this visionary inventor uh -huh. uh, he believed he was tapped into some sort of higher realm or in contact with some sort of higher power some say uh, extraterrestrial intelligence some say uh, some divine intelligence so but he did believe that he was in contact with something people also thought he was crazy but again he did invent tons of stuff uh including AC power, which we're running this podcast off right now. So, well, most, most good inventors are looked at as a little bit nuts. Any, anybody that's a visionary to that, to that degree. Well, and I was thinking about this last night too, when I was putting this slideshow together, um, from having OCD and bad anxiety and depression and stuff, I can honestly say that I can identify with the manic part of these people um that i mean i wish i was as smart and as intelligent had as much to offer but in terms of i can see where 
that could be helpful in, in some regards. And I've used it in my own life too, where let's say OCD, yeah, it's a bad thing in, in some regards, but you can also use it as a good thing too. Um, we talk a lot about that when we've had Chris Emerson on the show and talking about Vedanta and stuff like anything in the universe can be used for good or evil. You know, a car, uh -huh. a car can either save your life and take you to the hospital or you can run some, somebody over and kill them. Right. Um, so, but again, th these, uh, this idea that you have to be completely sane to be intelligent is, is far off. Cause a lot of these people were pretty, uh, pretty out there. Well, it's hard to be sane when you tap in the, well, especially when you're aware of everything that's going on or you start thinking about we're on this ball and we're flying through space. How can you be totally sane when you question everything? That's where the ignorance is bliss motto comes into play because right. I know a couple of people that are a lot happier in on the outside but they also drink a lot they don't really think that deeply so take it for what it is tell us more about your situation <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding um no actually Maurice and I both don't really drink I'll have a beer here and there but same with Maurice sometimes it's again sometimes you need that sometimes to just it's unwind. it lowers yeah. your yeah it's just not something I've been a fan of ever in my life, even when I was younger and partying and stuff. It just wasn't something I partook in regularly. Well, if you're shutting your brain off constantly with that, I don't think you're going to excel. I, I've actually found in my life that when I started to uh, wean off that stuff, everything else started to ramp up as far right. as creativity and creating things. Right. Um. So yeah, Tesla would use these meditation techniques to run his thought experiments and who knows what else was going on in there. We'd like to we'd like to know, but who knows. Pigeon pigeon flying around. <laughs> uh Einstein also used to meditate and run thought experiments in his head and um he had a lot of thought experiments and he actually came up with a lot of the basis of our science today. So in in terms of, you know, physics and yeah, Stein, Einstein and uh, Einstein and Tesla. I I really they they probably share a lot of uh, commonality. Right, and I've also heard Einstein was a, and I don't know if this is true, but he would do the sleep thing where you would sleep for, you would, you wouldn't go to sleep at like one large sum a day. So you would be up for five hours, take like an hour or two nap, another five hours. That I don't know if that's the schedule, but something along those lines where. You're up for a decent amount, a few hours, and then you take a nap, and then you're up for a few hours, and then you take a nap, and you just you live your life, kind of like that. And I've heard people having success with like visionary thinking, in terms of that. Also, it helps in production, from what I understand. I don't, I, I don't think I could. Yeah, it's it. weird breaking up the uh, circadian rhythms like that. <clears throat> I would think it would have a negative approach because everybody, well, not everybody, but you, a lot of the people say you should get up early in the morning because that's when your brain sucks well again maybe every time they wake up their brain is open to that sucking in period or learning phase right so they can t take a nap for five hours wake up then they're back in that phase they learn a bunch of stuff go into the next mode work 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 then take the nap and then the cycle starts all over again that's pretty interesting right i i guess though the idea of that would be maybe it's inducing like lucid quick lucid dreaming possibly um, uh -huh. that's what Emerson was talking about when he used to do the, um, he had like a schedule based on his like Vedanta practices where he would 
wake himself up at a certain time and then go back to bed. But if you did that throughout the day, you might not be able to discern from waking reality in the lucid dreaming world. Right. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, that's the type of, this is the, the directed active focus meditation is, um, what my instructions kind of were. Um, but also I want to point out that when I'm done, I do feel relaxed. So it's not like you're still thinking and, um, it's just a way to like break the monotony of our day-to-day consciousness. I think it also gives you the benefits of the other type of meditation as well. So. Right. Mindfulness. So this is one I'm sure a lot of people hear about. It's pretty common in today's culture for people to talk about this, but mindfulness is a process of the mind that intentionally brings one's attention to the present moment. Uh, It comes from an element of Buddhism called sati. Now, if any if if anybody's ever heard of the book uh The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, I highly I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. Um it, it's basically it's kind of Buddhist um in a lot of ways, but he's trying to break down why we have anxiety, why we have depression, why we have issues, mental issues, and it's almost like if anxiety is um fear of the future, depressions fear of the past or uh you know reliving the past or fear of the past so he's trying to get you to live in the moment and when you're in the moment and i've tried this this is something i've been trying to implement more and more of is living in the moment and just being present where um so if you have anxiety let's say you've been through cbt cognitive behavioral therapy or you're on medication or whatever the case may be a lot of anxiety, you are worried about what's going to happen in the next minute, couple minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever the case may be. With um, mindfulness or, or trying to live in the moment, you strip the ability of the future to kind of give you fear or anxiety. So um, with my OCD, if I refrain from giving into my OCD for a certain amount of time, the anxiety lessens and lessens and lessens till it holds no more power, you know, over me anymore for that, uh, for that little stint there. So there's something to it. Um, if you can live in the moment and just be present, um, I think it's super powerful. And I think that's what a lot of the, the Buddhists and ancient, uh, gurus were getting at is this idea of, um, of of the being at peace with the mind and achieving this this state of tranquility. Well, if you live if you live in the moment, then there is no anxiety because anxiety is a fear of what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, that's basically my point. But most people don't think about it that way. I mean, there's people walking the streets right now that have terrible crippling anxiety that think it's just a chemical Ill- imbalance in your brain, which maybe it is for that person. I don't I don't know the the biochemistry of every human on earth. For me, I look to some of the alternative things that give me more, um, they've given me more than, than other things. So things like, uh, uh, again, meditation, some psychedelic therapy, um, some just introspective thought, and even 
exercise and stuff like that's super helpful. You can get into meditative states during, you know, runners can and and some yeah yeah some people you know when they work out can get into that kind of state too. So again, mindfulness and living in the moment is uh could be a super powerful thing if you can. Again, it's something you need to work at. And everything we're talking about takes practice and time and. Uh, I know some people don't have a ton of time or whatever, but that's what I was talking about earlier. Like if you're in your office and you have 20 minutes, just turn off the lights and um, kind of just chill and see if you can reach that uh, peaceful state. Yeah, one more thing about the Buddhist, uh, when you're living in the present, sadness is actually worry or being upset about things from the past. And then anxiety is worrying about what's going to happen in the future. So Again, to support that Buddhist thought, if you live in the present, then there isn't anything to worry about. You won't have sadness and you won't have, have anxiety. So right. it's interesting. And some people think that that's all there is, uh, that our idea of time's flawed through our cognitive um, processes uh, and that the only thing that exists is now. And it's kind of true if you think about it. Flaming lips, baby. Well, and the other thing, too, is memories are flawed. So if you're relying wholeheartedly on your memories and all that stuff, your your idea of what just happened 10 minutes ago and what happened three years ago and what happened 10 years ago, whatever, is super flawed in terms of what actually happened. So, all right. Meditation in Hinduism and the Indian religions. Um some of the earliest references of meditation are found in the Rig Veda, uh, which is an ancient Vedic text. Um, so the Indo-Iranian um, migrations happened, and these, the, these groups of people that were originally part of the Indo-European uh, migration then migrated and became the Indo-Iranian and then came down from like the cast above the Caspian Sea region and then the uh, part part of the people went to the northwest side of India, and that's where we start to get the Vedic culture and the the uh, the Vedas and and all that stuff. So, uh-huh. um, Dhyana and yoga are practiced to help realize the union of one's uh, Atman or soul. Um, so Dhyana is like identified as one of the earliest terms um, having to do with meditation. And yoga, um, obviously, is a practice. I, I would consider yoga probably a form of meditation for sure, no doubt. Um, well, exactly like you were saying about the running, when you're when you're putting your body into these positions and put in and bringing on the pain, your mind is able to focus more on the pain, and then it, it opens it up. With running, you're putting yourself into an uncomfortable situation, so your mind goes to that, and then it opens it up into the to a new realm, if you will. Right. Um, in dualistic yoga, uh, yogic philosophy, uh, Samka or Samka, uh, is, is the self or the pure consciousness. It's separate from matter. Um, so again, there's different within each religion. There's these little subsets too, that are kind of opposed where again, um, you know, Diana, uh, is is trying to achieve the oneness or the Atman or the soul. Um, yoga, your yogic philosophies preaching that consciousness is separate from matter. So, um, and then you have Jainism, which also practices meditation, which Jainism is an Indian religion as well. 
Um, Isn't that where they believe they can't, they shouldn't hurt anything, so they they like sweep in front of them, so they don't crush bugs and stuff? Yeah, it's like a peaceful religion. I mean, I don't know about what you said specifically, but that sounds along the lines of what I know about it. Yeah. Um. Doo -doo -doo. Okay, so this is where we get to meditation in Buddhism. Um, Buddhists pursue meditation to initiate awakening and achieve nirvana. So, I mean, everybody's heard of nirvana the band, but nirvana is a state of enlightenment um, that one tries to achieve when practicing these... Uh, I don't even know if you, what you would call meditation, like a practice? Yeah, probably like a practice. It's not... It's, I guess you could consider it a ritual, maybe, too. I don't know. Yeah. I think rituals are more based upon religion, maybe. Right. Well, a lot of this is based on religion, too. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Dhyana, uh, Vipassana, and uh, Bahavana um, are from the three classical languages of Buddhism and their terms associated with meditation. So um, those are just the different ways that, or the different terms that, basically uh, describe meditation in Buddhism. Uh, they, well, there's different variations that focus on breath work, mindfulness, recollection, and contemplation. Again, within Buddhism, there's a bunch of different like little subsets of stuff. Uh, the Tibetan Buddhists um, have many types of visualization meditations. Um, uh -huh. I think even some say like thousands of different ones. Um, Buddha said two qualities can, uh, can be gained from regular meditation practice, one being insight or vipassana, and two being tranquility or samatha. Um, Taoism focuses on concentrative vis visualization and insight meditation. So, um, again... Within Buddhism, there's all these little like different ways to do it. So there, this is what I was trying to get at from the beginning. There's no one specific way that's going to work for everybody. I would almost, right. I would almost suggest that tailoring it to specifically um, tailoring it towards yourself is the best practice. So if you know that like part of Buddhist uh, meditation um, you ad you identify with, maybe take that and mix it with something from the focused meditation and then, you know, do something like that or implement your own um, strategies and things. So, Yeah, and uh, in referring to that Taoism, there's a great book called The Tao of Pooh, it's Winnie Dao, the it's Pooh. Daoism. It's Taoism. It's actually... Oh, Taoism. Okay, so The Tao of Pooh, but, it, you know, it talks about Winnie the Pooh and all the characters and how they relate to people in society. There's a someone that's really into work and someone that worries a lot. But again, I'm not going to go in, in the detail about the book, but check it out. I'll put a little link in our comment section there. Yeah, Great book. You, yeah, I, I read a couple of those in high school. Yeah, you love those books too. Well, it's super simple. That's the, that's the number yeah, one thing. Yeah, it was thing the Tao of Pooh and the... Uh, Something about Piglet. Yeah. What was that other one? Let me see if I can find it. Um... But yeah, good stuff though. Yeah, that is good. And now also uh, a book, um, a great book to check out is if you haven't read it, is Siddhartha. Oh yeah, uh, 
check that book out if you haven't read it. I think who who wrote is that Herman Hess? Yeah, uh, let me try and find that. Uh, but yeah, check that book out. We read that one in high school too. That's a great book. Um, talks about uh, the life of Buddha. Yeah, Herman Hess. Good yeah. call. Um, so all this stuff's super interesting. Uh, you can go into a lot more depth with like the history and, and how these things came about. But uh, again, the bottom line is just to find some sort of inspiration um, while you're, I think, I think you have to have a goal too, like inspiration or goal. So if you are just doing it to relax, that's, that's a goal. Um, if you just go in and you're just going to do it to see what happens, I don't know what you're going to get out of it, but if you have something in mind, uh, again, maybe to help your anxiety or let's say just become a calmer, more peaceful person, um, or maybe uh, I do it for different reasons. I'm looking for, you know, to use it as a visionary tool to help me think and break the the uh, chains of day-to-day consciousness and think outside yeah, the break box. break out of the norms. Yeah, come up with good ideas. And it's not, so, again, it's when you say thing, it's not, I'm not thinking in terms of like, oh, I, you know, but when you're in there, you, you see things and you gain inspiration and stuff, so. Well, David Lynch is a massive proponent of, uh, or what is it? Transcendental money. Transcendental, yeah. So we can talk about that. I actually didn't have a slide on that, but we can talk about that for a second. So transcendental meditation is a technique created by this guy where, or not by, but I think it's, uh, today it's run by this one guy, I forget his name, but, uh, so it's two sessions, um, a day for 20 minutes, sometimes less. So I've even heard of people doing two sessions for like eight minutes a day where you, it's a quiet, um, use like a quiet mantra like you're just repeating it in your head you're not saying it out loud and um yes again a lot of people use that that's probably the most popular form when i hear people talk about meditation whether they're like celebrities or something on tv or something it's usually transcendental meditation um okay so Meditation of three Abrahamic religions. So most people um, don't identify uh, meditation with like Christianity or um, Judaism or Islam, but um, there is an element of it. And if you think about it, prayer is a form of meditation, in my opinion. Um, maybe not what people think of as terms of, in terms of. Um, um, what they get the what they get the image in their head and like most people when they think of meditation they think of like a, a, a buddhist or somebody practicing zen buddhist something like that um with the, when you pray you put your mind at ease so well, I yeah that. you do but uh, prayer is a weird thing because i think a lot of people pray pray because it's like oh please god will you you know do this for me or do that for me and i don't even think that's prayer i think that's just somebody um if I were to pray to God, let's say, I would it would be more of like a meditation where I get into a deep t- state of meditation and then maybe ha- you know initiate some sort of what I would call contact with something metaphysical. Um, it's not something that I, I think of when somebody's like, oh, please, God, will you do this? Or I need help with this. It's just talking out loud, basically, mm-hmm. or talking inside your own head. Um, Didn't Jesus... 
go and study Buddhism though for a little while. Well, there's there's some controversy over that. Yeah, there's some. Okay, people, we won't get into well, that. No, no, no. But I'm mean, just saying there's there's some people that believe Jesus just lived in you know the area where he grew up in the Middle East and that was it, and he um, died and was crucified there. But then there's other people that suggest that he traveled through India and like uh, through other parts of the Middle East and. Um, yeah, it kind of got out there a little bit more. Greece and in in the Mediterranean and um, implemented like Vedic uh, teachings and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't think it's controversial. I think this is a historical figure that we know not a lot about from his day to day life. So, I don't see it as yeah. They don't like people combining religions. <clears throat> yeah. So. We'll put it at that. So in early Jewish mysticism, uh, Merkabah and Kabbalah are encouraged, you know, they encourage meditation involving metaphysical realms and visualization. So um, a lot of these like mystic and like occult type um, religious ideas kind of come from, I think, either meditation or psychedelics or combination of the two. Um, I think that there's a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, context and um, or a lot of texts that support that idea. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. But um, it is found in other parts of Judaism as well. So just those, it's not just found in the mystical aspects of it, but um, that's where you can find a lot of information on that subject, though. Uh, Christian meditation is a form of meditation that implements elements of Christianity uh, sometimes involving the rosary and repetition. So Christian meditation would be um, somebody focusing on, let's say, God, uh, the Father, and like the Holy Spirit, and Mary, and those kind of uh, Jesus, and those themes, and implementing those into the meditation, maybe visualizing them, or what heaven, or some metaphysical realm, something along those lines. Uh, again, the rosary, usually, um, and there's beads too. So the rosary, um, kind of uh isn't the only practice there is meditation practice uh, in eastern meditation where um they'll use beads as well but rosary what do you do like rub them over and over yeah and you move them like after you say like a chant or a prayer you know you, oh, okay. you move it to the next one it's almost like you're counting in a certain way but it's just like a another it's almost like um a mantra but it's a physical thing right that makes sense um so Sufism is a mystical branch of Islam that practices meditation um, where these people would reflect upon the universe. Again, a lot of the, um, the religious context of meditation has to do with some sort of mysticism or some sort of idea of connecting to uh, the divine realm or the divine, whatever you want to call it, a metaphysical realm. Uh, you know, I don't know what you believe, so... And then finally, we get to New Age and occult meditation. So New Age meditation is usually based uh, in Eastern meditation techniques or some variation of it. So when you hear people say, oh, New Age and like crystals and, and all that kind of stuff, I'm not against that. If you you got to do what, what works. I don't know what that is. If it's a crystal, it's a crystal. If it's incense, it's incense. If it's uh, a mantra, it's mantra. So whatever helps you get to that place. I know there's a lot of people like, oh, new age, like woo woo. And um, I think what the only merit f 
for the criticism of that is when they start talking about like um quantum physics and how quantum physics like you don't know anything did you take physics classes did you study this stuff like how you know when i talk with those some of these people online it's again i'm open to some new age ideas however i think that there's some that are just ridiculous and a lot of these people are just speaking uh, in terms of um coming from a place of ignorance no offense but again if you want to correlate that to quantum physics then study quantum physics and then correlate the two together don't pretend like you know something that you don't um so i think that that's where some of this stuff gets lost it's like oh i can manifest this and in, in, in the 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 energy will do that you know i believe in energy and i believe in uh manifestation but it's it's a way of talking about it i think you, you people need to bring more validity and do their homework a little bit more and then um and then they can ha- bring some more substance to this topic and maybe take a little bit of the stigma off it that's just my opinion yeah the only thing i i know about is those crystal those crystal lamp things i think they do actually give off the salt lamps either yeah either positive ions or negative ions yeah, i no, think it might be negative ions again i believe i believe be, that's science i i believe well again that's what i was that's what i was saying there is some science to support some of that stuff there is so. and then there's a lot of crazy people that are talking out of their asses so i think again right. it's just one of those things well you might that just might be a symptom of of being such a large topic too You're right gonna, yeah it's always going to bring in the charlatans if you will yeah and um and then you start getting into the whole thing of, uh, you know, again, it's just this idea that they have all the answers or it's, it's, they have as much as the answers as the scientists who think they have the answers that right. don't have the answers, have the answers. And that's I know. a mouthful, that's but, hilarious. um, okay. So in some occult circles, uh, that practice magic, it is recommended that one become proficient in meditation first. So some people that are into like ritualistic magic or they're Wiccan or pagan or neo-paganism, whatever the case may be, uh, those people, it's thought that if you become good at meditation, um, it'll help you manifest these things in reality or whatever the case may be. So, um, and if, again, if that's real, I'm not saying it's not or it is, but if it's real, that would make sense that to help you get, because I know meditation can also help people become proficient in lucid dreaming as well so makes sense um meditation has always been associated with some level of mysticism so this topic in itself um is mystical because you're dealing with the self um nobody else can experience what you experience while you're in meditation Uh, maybe you have similar experiences to other people or you can share them and find commonality but in terms of what it is and the nature of it, I think that there, it's just naturally mystical. Um, you're shutting part of what you do every single day down to the point where um, thinking becomes secondary, which normally is, is primary. So I think that yeah. um, it's an interesting way or altered state. And again... I'll say it a million times. I've said it on here uh, before, you know, many, many times. But psychedelics is an interesting one that could be studied in, 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 I think, combination with meditation. And I know, I mean, I've 
meditated on psychedelics. It's one of the most, some of the most profound experiences I've ever had. But when you meditate in complete darkness with psychedelics, things happen that I can't explain that I've, I I don't experience in day-to-day consciousness that, um, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just this idea. It's almost like somebody, you have like a governor on your, on your brain, like something capping the amount of use of your brain. And then in these states, it becomes like all circuits go and everything's firing at the same time and everything's connecting at the same time. And you get to this place where you can't achieve in normal states. And the only, the closest I've ever come to that is through meditation. So I think that those two things kind of go hand in hand. Whoever the um, first person was to have experienced psychedelics and meditation, I would assume thought that there was some sort of commonality there as well. So, Well, just like any of the great artists, a lot of them do drugs. There's no if and what buts about it. So it's connection. It's taking these substances that's allowing you to break out of the norm so you can think of uh, something that hasn't been thought of before. Right. And even though you're doing that, the idea of originality is still crazy. You're, you're getting influence from somewhere. Right. Everything's always coming from somewhere. You're, I don't think... I've well, that's like, what's an idea? Is it living? What, right. what, 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 what is it? I've pondered this before, too. Is there, a, an, a, is there really a thing called originality or a, a thing that's known or is originality in terms of being completely original? Because from my experiences, even when I listen to music or I look at art, I feel like some, some part of that has come from somewhere else. Yeah. I, I've never... And, me personally, I don't think I've ever, as much as I've tried and I've written a lot of songs and been pretty creative in my life, I think that I don't think that I've ever been 100% original either. I don't know if you can even achieve that. What do you think? I don't know. I watched this documentary on Netflix. It says all your ideas are a combination of all the experiences you've ever had. Yeah, that's determinism. We did an episode. Again, I, I don't know if I believe. I don't, I, yeah, <laughs> but, I, well, I don't know if I believe in all that, but it, I, I, it's hard. I like that idea, though, of what is an idea? Is it out there already, and you're just tuning into it, or are you creating that within? And right. we may never know that. Right. Well, I mean, everything's based on frequencies and vibrations and energy. So, um, right, tuning into that frequency. Right. And again, maybe we have some sort of reality pareidolia built into our brains that we're all, when when you're in day-to-day consciousness, your brain might be wired to interpret reality the same specific way based on our evolution. And maybe when you meditate or you do psychedelics or you find some sort of way to get into an altered state, lucid dreaming, out-of-body experience, whatever the case may be, that you break free from that those chains or the things that are holding you back on your day-to-day consciousness. We've talked about that before as well, and I think it's interesting, and I think that that could be the case. Right, yeah, and I don't think that drugs are necessarily, they have to be a part of it. Oh, no, you can use You can use meditation, but again, you are altering your vibration in some way or another. So the older I get, the less likely I become to want to do psychedelics. So, like, when I was younger and I was in my early 20s, did it a ton. 
did it the more than most people. <laughs> in fact, we started doing it when we were young in high school. So, um, but you also had have had that experience, so may you may not need that again. But, but you, you have been there. But the interesting thing about that is, is when I use these, you know, plant medicine or psychedelics or whatever the case may be, it's been because I've been interested in this idea of there's something more to life, or this idea that there's something beyond just this day-to-day thing you know there's something out there Uh, i want to know what it is and and i think that um again these types of altered states can help achieve that but yeah they're not necessary and again the older i get the less i want to even do some of these things so and i think the you know the older i get the more i want to meditate and find natural ways to overcome these things as opposed to some sort of external thing helping me get there so well, yeah, that that supports the fact where the higher you get, the lower you get. So for me, the best I feel is maybe after a, a little workout and then you're eating right and you're sleeping right. That's how you're going to achieve your best self, in my opinion. Right. And again, different strokes for different folks. So. Exactly. All right. So let's get, there is actual science um, to meditate or, you know, they've done scientific studies on meditation and uh, there are health benefits. Um there's a ton of them. These are just a few that I pulled off. So it can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. 100% no questions asked. It can do that. I've experienced it. I have really bad anxiety and uh, uh, stress and and depression. And meditation has dramatically helped me in those um, categories. Not Again, not everything works for everybody, but I would suggest if you have those issues, it's worth trying it. Even, you know, you stick with it for a couple of weeks. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, you know, there's there's other alternative things as well. So um, it can help reduce the odds of uh, heart disease. So that's a big one. I mean, in a world where... Yeah, stress is the main cause. Stress, and we don't know what we're putting in our bodies and what kind of plaques building up in there and all sorts of stuff. Um, the ability to reduce the odds of get, having a heart attack or some sort of heart disease is huge. Um, meditation has been shown to help some digestive orders or disorders. Um, so uh, I had a little bit of uh, digestive issues in the past. And actually, since I've been meditating and just eating a little bit better and just all those combinations of things. Um, I haven't really had the issues that I used to have. I'm not saying that that was the main, um, the catalyst for that or anything like that. But if I had to um, say whether or not I think it helped, I do think it helped. And there is some science to back that up. Uh, It can help you sleep better. Um, Again, if you have trouble sleeping, let's say you're laying in bed and you're tossing and turning and you just can't fall asleep or... Um, you're an insomniac or whatever the case may be, if you can get to that deep state of meditation, it almost leads into sleep if you let it. Um, so again, we were talking about Tesla before. Um, Tesla would, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Einstein. I was talking about Einstein would have this like thing, you know, like a little bell or something to like wake him up after a certain point. You know, you don't want to fall too deep in there and fall asleep, so... Or was it Tesla? I don't know. I get them mixed up sometimes. They're both geniuses. Um, So, yeah, it can help you sleep. So if you do it at nighttime, I do mine early in the day or in the morning. Uh, I've done it at night, 
usually when I do it at night, I do end up falling asleep and sometimes even having lucid dreams. It'll help you get to that um, state a little bit easier as well. Uh, but yeah, if you do it at nighttime, I think it could help you sleep. Maybe even in combination with a little uh, melatonin or something along those lines. All right. Um, it can help improve mood and cognition. Uh, days where I've meditated, I feel better, I feel happier, um, and I feel more engaged with creativity and the stuff that I want to get done and more productive in general, that kind of, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, you're going to have your bad days, but if you can meditate more often, I think you probably <laughs> even reduce the amount of bad days that you have. So, And, uh, yeah, the meditation has many other benefits as well, but those were just uh, some of the ones that I picked out that uh, that we can... Those are about. the big boys. Those were the big boys. So, Our buddy Andy had a question. He wants to know if medica- meditation is a, has a connection to the pineal gland. Pineal gland? Pineal gland. Um, does it have a connection to the pineal gland? I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's enough science to support that. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of speculation when it comes to does the pineal gland um, produce DMT? Does the pineal gland have some, you know, is it the mystical third eye? Does it have some sort of function? Well, I know that the I think the pineal gland helps regulate uh, circadian rhythm, so you, you know your sleep, um, your sleep processes, and it comes from uh, our the evolution of our ancient self. So when we used to be reptiles or reptilians, you know, alligators, I believe they actually have a lens or an eye, um, a third eye in their in their brain, and obviously we've ours has become a gland, but um, yeah, and then you get into all those theories about it being calcified, and then you can even get real woo woo with all the. That might not be. That might not be woo woo though. Um, I know it might not be again, but as as of now, there's nothing to support that stuff. So well, okay, so but I think what people correlate those to, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends. But it's like eating certain things, ingesting certain uh, chemicals, and I know fluoride was a big one in yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of suggestion on what could cause it, or what does cause it, or if it even happens at all. I don't know enough about it to speak on I don't it, think so. anyone really knows all that much about it because people have been saying, oh, the dreams are directly connected to it, but there is no real right. scientific evidence to support that. Right. Just like we don't know if DMT or dimethyltryptamine is for sure produced in human uh, pineal glands. So, And why can't we figure that out? Because you have to be living to, to find that out. I th- like you have to have a living yeah, subject to tap into that. And I then... think I don't know how that works, but to, to yeah, because I think what they're doing with these rats is recording it through some sort of measuring system, like something's either injected or implanted in there. I don't know how that would work for a human being. Uh, you might have to tap into a, a live human brain. And, and yeah, but if you tap into it, then you die. I think so. There's maybe like yeah, catch twenty two. Again, I'm not a um, a surgeon or. Um, a biologist, so I can't really speak to that, but, uh, I mean, just taking our two cents, there has to be some kind of logical explanation why we can't really study this thing. Yeah. I mean, there is studies. I mean, I, again, I I just don't remember what I've read on the topic to speak on it in, in in a, 
uh, authoritative educated way. way. Yeah. yeah, it's just not. I don't. I don't know that much, but I do know again that it is part of our evolution. It does have to play in with our circadian rhythms and sleeping functions and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, does it? Is it? You know, there's some people that'll suggest that it's some sort of gateway um, to you know a metaphysical realm or somehow that's you know some sort of transition Oregon for when we die or something like right that. that makes a lot of sense that when you pass away you you get a flood of these this chemical right and you've got like the all-seeing eye of God and all the ancient Egyptian stuff with the uh, eye of Thoris and the eye of Ra um, and the even on our dollar bill the all-seeing eye of God um, wow let's not get into that <laughs> Um, but yeah, so again, that's just what that is. But yeah, I don't, again, I, I don't know, remember what I exactly read on all that to speak on that. But yeah, so we'll have to study up and maybe do an episode in the near future. Yeah, we can do an episode on the pineal gland. What's true, what's not, what's proven, what's not, what's, you know, what's possible. Yeah. Um, I, what else? Any other questions or, uh, Suggestion. No, that's a, that was a good episode because a lot of the stuff we talk about may, might not have a direct uh, a direct impact on some of our listeners, but this is stuff that everybody can go home and try, and I definitely think it has a positive effect. Right. And again... It's like it, working your brain out. It's working your brain out, except you're not really working. The goal is to, to, it's to do the opposite of work, which is to actually do nothing, which is so hard for us to do because... Our mind is geared towards thinking. It's geared towards doing. Um, I would look at, and I'm not saying I believe that in dualism or whatever, but if you look at it from like a dualistic perspective, you have your mind and yourself. If your mind is what thinks, the objective would be to calm your mind um, to just be, if that makes sense. So that's kind of like what the power of now and like Eckhart Tolle stuff uh, is all about. So that's what I would suggest is to just try and separate thinking from being and then calm the thinking down and trying to just achieve being. Um, and for that matter, I think the goal as human beings should be to not just do this for a half hour or an hour a day, but try and live most of your life like this. Imagine if everybody went through life in like a peaceful, tranquil understanding enlightened way wouldn't that be nice well that's what human that's what our society is striving for it might take a long time to get there but the the the, the keeping an open mind concept that's what really needs to be uh hammered home right. if you will absolutely um and again everybody's different these the beginning was just a suggestion and how i um, go about my meditation, but hopefully all the other background and all the other stuff will help you find maybe the one that'll work for you, whether it's Buddhist meditation or, um, you know, Hindu meditation or focused meditation or whatever it is. Um, do you have but, any recommendations for someone that's left brained? Um, I mean, that's definitely coming towards me. I'm a left brained guy. Um, well, I'm I'm left-handed, so I think I personally think differently than a lot of people. Um, 
I where I find creativity and those things um, to be a little bit easier than I would say most people. I think that I struggle in other parts where people are more pragmatic on certain things. So um, I guess it just depends. But I think this should work no matter what brain you are. I don't I don't think that there's one specifically geared one towards the other um in my opinion okay but again that's these are you live and you learn i i would say yeah, it's like, i think it's you got to find what works for you if, the, if you're if you're if you're if if it depends on your intentions if your intention is to become some sort of a visionary thinker come up with good ideas center yourself and just have uh tons of introspection and stuff maybe do the focused um meditation or the active meditation if your goal is to just completely relax deal with stress deal with anxiety and try and achieve like a peaceful state maybe the buddhist meditation um so again it just depends on what your your intentions are with it um there's also sound meditation where i think you just like listen to different uh frequencies and sounds and not in the way that i described it but just in like a that's what you you zone out with the music kind of a thing so there's that there's just tons of different ways to do it. There's not one specific right way or wrong way. Um, there are people out there that'll preach that you have to do it a certain way or this or that, but I would say it was created by a human being, right? So if a human being created it, we're all flawed. That was just the best that that person did. I don't think that there was some sort of trial and error period where like the dude's like, let's cross our legs. Let's sit straight up. Let's, let's hold these beads. And, and then that was like, oh yeah, that, that's, that's what worked. I just think that that's right. There's just, not one be all end all answer. Right. That's, I just think that a lot of these tra uh, traditions in, have just been held in high regard and then they get passed down and it's like, this is how you do this. But in reality, it's like being a spiritual person. You can believe in the metaphysical or let's say a God or whatever and not go to church every day. So I don't see why you would need to do a specific form of meditation. So, Well, people like easy answers. They want to know the one way to do it and go from there instead of looking inward and finding their own path. And then there's also uh, guided meditation, too. Our one buddy that we've had on the show quite a bit, or a few times, actually, Brian Scott. Uh, check out his channel, Brian Scott Reality Revolution. Um, he does guided meditation. So if you're looking for somebody to guide you through the process, um, that might be easier for like a novice too, or somebody that doesn't have their own, uh, uh, technique yet or way of doing it. That might be a good way to get into it is to listen to some sort of guided meditation. So there's that. Um, Beautiful. and yeah, that's, uh, that's it. So. Yeah, hopefully everybody can integrate this into their daily uh, regimens, and you know, I would, I would, you have to make it a point to do it though too, because I, I love it, I get a lot out of it, but there's days where I just like don't even do it or think about it. So I, you have to make it, make the time, make it in the, the time, put it in your schedule, and yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to integrate it into your daily life. Um, so, um. And yeah, you don't have to be religious to do this. You can. Yeah. No, you. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be religious at all. Are you kidding me? Um, we just went over all the. But it comes from religious traditions. So 
that's why it's associated with religion. But yeah, you don't have to be religious at all. There's not, it's not like when you do it, you're on a telephone call with God and God's like, are you religious? No, I'm not. Okay. He hangs up and later, yeah, later dudes. Um, no, you don't have to be religious at all. As long as you're, I think it's about intention and your, your, again, your intent. Like, what are you trying to get out of this? If you're trying to become a peaceful, better person, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. If you're trying to reduce, uh, stress and anxiety i think you'll get a lot out of it i think if you're trying to come up with good ideas and focus and you know i bet you i have no doubt that elon musk and steve jobs meditated and all these guys they all meditate and they all have um, interest in eastern philosophy and that kind of stuff too so yeah actually a lot of the bigger uh, advocates for it i don't think are very religious they may be spiritual but right. definitely not religious and i think there is a spiritual element to it for sure but i don't again i don't I don't think that's necessary. I think it's just kind of like a byproduct of what's happening. So, uh, well, that's it. And uh, smash that like button, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna be on tomorrow with uh, Matt Tiller, and uh, we'll be discussing his new documentary on the UAP UFO uh, phenomenon or some semblance of that and uh yeah nice always a fun one and uh oh just to point out we did have rick strassman was supposed to be on last tuesday he had to reschedule he had some stuff come up so we're trying to schedule that sometime in the beginning or the middle of uh, march for anybody that was looking for that we apologize but sometimes you just can't control stuff so yeah, uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a good one. We'll really at, we'll ask him about the pineal. That's who, that's the person to ask. So, nice. um, yeah. Again, subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button. We appreciate all you guys uh, watching and listening. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you're listening to, uh, please subscribe and give us a nice review. Um, and uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. For $2 a month, you'll get some exclusive interviews and content. And uh, also check out our website, mikeandmauricemindescape.com. Everything's on there, whether you want to watch our videos or listen to our audio episodes or look at our recommendations. All that stuff's up there. So, Yeah, and stay tuned. We're working on some meditation videos with some frequencies that might help you get into the into the trance yeah we'll we'll uh we're gonna work on that too so maybe uh i'll i'll, pr I'll produce some music myself too maybe in the frequency that i like and put it up with the video and everybody can use that or you know maybe that'll help some people um and uh, we're working on some other short movies as well uh so we're trying to kind of break out from these longer episodes and do some shorter things as well because i know everybody doesn't have a couple hours every few days to listen so but we appreciate you all, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Peace. Cheers.